Pittsburgh Steelers have written a book of consistency, creating an expectation and a standard. The standard is the standard. With the end of the chapter only brings the dawn of new beginnings. As the Steelers turn the page from the 2021 season, they also end in Aaron Pittsburgh. A chapter of greatness, Kevin Colbert, Hinesfield, Ben Roethlisberger are all now names of the past. But it doesn't mean it's over. The next step, I mean, we gotta, we gotta get more than. I retired from football, a truly grateful man. In free agency, the Pittsburgh Steelers identified former number two overall pick Mitch Trubisky as a possible replacement for the recently retired future Hall of Fame quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. Trubisky also sought out the Steelers as an organization who could bring out his potential. I had my eye on Pittsburgh, definitely. Colbert's last scouting tour with Mike Tomlin, the Steelers had no secret that their intentions of drafting a quarterback and made all the QB prospect stops. In the draft, the Steelers had their option of all the quarterbacks and selected Kenny Pickett, number 20 overall, out of Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett was touted as the most pro-ready quarterback and is excited to be the Steelers' future and likes where the Steelers are heading. I'm at a great spot right now with the Steelers and um, where we're training right now and how much young talent we have, so I'm really excited to this team and start to see it. But don't sleep on Mason Rudolph, the only incumbent quarterback on the roster. Rudolph sat behind the Hall of Famer for five years and has learned something and is ready to fight for that QB1 position. You know, finally having the ability to compete in starting quarterback. So I'm excited about that. Regardless of who lines up behind Mason Cole this season, the success of the offense falls on the legs of Najee Harris. And this year, Najee means business. Business, yeah, I want to see his eyes. With the mainstream media in Vegas sleeping on the Steelers, predicting a high draft pick in the 2023 draft, will the Steelers fall in line? Or will it be business as usual? Football's our game, our business is winning. We get a glimpse tonight as the Steelers kick off the season of change in Akershore Stadium against the Seattle Seahawks. How's everybody doing? I'm Daniel J, your host of State of the Steelers, where we ask, what is the current status, the current condition of the Pittsburgh Steelers? And trying to answer some of the tough questions. Today's theme is all about change. The Pittsburgh Steelers have gone through a tremendous amount of change, more change than, than any Pittsburgh Steelers fan is accustomed to of any recent times. Everything from the general manager to the franchise quarterback, to the name of the stadium has changed this offseason. And instead of gloom and, and sadness and whatnot, I feel more of optimism in the air. The fan base is happy. The fan base is thrilled. The fan base is excited about what's to come. Yes, we understand that there could be a potential loss in performance in the quarterback position, given the fact that we lost a Franchise quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. But that fear and that worry is filled with excitement as the Pittsburgh Steelers drafted the potential heir apparent in Kenny Pickett when they had their option of every quarterback available in the draft. And so that kind of starts off where this show goes into today. Let's talk about the quarterback position. It's a quarterback position to change. Mason Rudolph was the uh, seen as having the best camp thus far. He's been he's had the most touchdown passes, the least interceptions, and has been the most consistent. However, from all reports coming out of training camp, is that Mason Rudolph has been a little bit 
more of the game manager type, the safe quarterback, the quarterback that's not going to lose you a game, everything that you want in a QB number two. Kenny Pickett struggled early, and so did Mitch Trubisky in training camp. In fact, there was a, a stint where uh, Mitch Trubisky in seven shots went 16 plays without putting the ball in the end zone. Since then, both Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky have improved, shown flashes, pushed the ball down the field, been decisive with their ball placement, with their passes and their ball placement. All that being said, none of that really means anything when you're in training camp and nobody can touch you. So I am extremely excited about this game, not because of I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to put out there some type of um, recipe for the 2022 season offensively, or they're going to put out the game plan, or they're going to put anything out other than what's a, van a vanilla offense. However, what we will be able to see is how these quarterbacks handle pressure, how they'll be able to react when the bullets are flying, when the opposing defense is allowed to touch the quarterback, and these quarterbacks know that. Mike Tomlin came out earlier this week and stated that the uh, the depth chart or the, the uh, quarterback order would be similar to what has been going on in training camp. So we can expect to see Mitchell Trubisky, Trubisky starting and playing for about a quarter. Then we'll see Mason Rudolph come in for the second quarter and probably play into and bleed into the third. And somewhere around the end of the third quarter, I anticipate seeing Kenny Pickett. Unfortunately, I do not anticipate seeing Chris Oladokun play as, as Mike Tomlin had, had expressed earlier in the week that without sp significant playing time, he does not anticipate players taking the field who have not had significant practice time, I'm sorry. And so with that being said, I do not anticipate Chris Oladokun, you know, participating in this game as he's not gotten any of the reps. He's not played or participated in any of the um, uh, uh, drills that are team drills, seven-on-seven seven drills, things of that nature outside of individual drills is the only thing that he has participated in. With that said, I see that um, Mason Rudolph is probably going to get majority of the snaps in this game. And this is going to be his opportunity to show that he's he's progressed and that he could be starter capable. One of the things that's kind of brought Mason Rudolph down as far as from the fan base is a lack of visually seeing him participate in games. He has less than one full season as a starting quarterback. And after the 2019 season where he made majority of his starts, there was no preseason in 2020 to see Mason Rudolph. He only played in mop-up duty in the 2020 season, and his the only game that he participated largely in was against the Cleveland Browns, who were desperate to make the playoffs. And Mason Rudolph was handicapped, where majority of his starting of the stars on the starting offense and defense were sitting as the Pittsburgh Steelers had already made the playoffs and were not playing for anything. And even at that, Mason Rudolph still almost became, you know, victorious in that game. The next time anybody would see him is against the uh, Lions, the winless Lions. And 
And Mason would tie. In, in in the games that he's played, he's never, in my opinion at least, he's not shown uh, flashes. It's always been mediocre in my opinion. And so even though he doesn't have all the time in the world or, or all the experience out there, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers understand and they know who he is. But they're going to give him his opportunity to shine, and I think this is going to be his best chance. And so – He's going to have almost two quarters to prove himself. I anticipate after this game that Mitchell Trubisky's um, play snaps are going to increase come week two of the preseason in anticipation for the regular season. I don't anticipate seeing a bunch of, uh, like I mentioned earlier, any game plans or complex game plans, anything like that. Everything that's going to be coming out is going to be vanilla. The Steelers are not going to show their hands, so to speak, in the uh, in this exhibition game. So when Kenny Pickett does come in in the third quarter and fourth quarter, just don't be surprised. The majority of the plays at that time that are being called are going to be run plays or quick plays and pl- quick plays, things that are simple. But I am extremely excited to see this competition. I'm excited to see these players play. I'm excited to see what they do in game like in game stadiums and just to see how they perform. There are certain players that are out there that perform better under the lights in the stadium in game situations than they do in practice. And it'd be interesting and exciting to see which one of these players handle the the pressure of being in a quarterback battle for number one. The second position that I'm excited to see on the offense is going to be where the second positions, I should say, is going to be on the offensive line. It's the interior offensive line. Uh, There's been a lot of change there. The uh, center position is now Mason Coles. Uh, Right guard is the uh, free agent, uh, formerly of the Chicago Bears, James Daniels. And I think Daniels is going to be a guy who's going to be the captain of the offensive line. Uh, his resume speaks for himself. He's one of the guys, in my opinion, that is under the radar as far as free agency acquisitions by the Pittsburgh Steelers this offseason, but one that's going to probably make a huge impact because our offensive line was pretty horrible last year, especially in the running game. And I think with these acquisitions of Mason Cole and James Daniels is really going to help that out. I'm sure everybody remain, remembers what uh, Mason Cole and the uh, – the Vikings were able to do to our, our rushing defense this past season when Dalvin Cook just cooked the defense for so many large, long runs. It was it was painful to watch. And so I'm hoping that we can get some that kind of physicality out of Mason Cole, that type of running ability from uh, Mason Cole and James Daniels for Najee Harris to open up holes and, and get the running game going. Now, there is a battle in the left guard position. That battle is between Kendrick Green and and uh, Kevin Dotson. Now, I don't think that this battle gets enough attention, in my opinion, guys. Kendrick Green is a, uh, is a physical interior offensive lineman that can pull, that has those intangibles. He's got the speed. He's got agility. He can pull out in front um, and, and block in the space. 
I think that his ability is being, you know, highly overlooked. Now, when you have Mason Cole and James Daniels, those guys aren't really known as being the athletic type, the mover, the poolers. Kendrick Green was. Even, even Dotson, he's more of a people mover himself. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers have appreciated an interior offensive lineman that can pull. Think back to Alan Fanica. Think back to um, David DeCastro, even Marquise Pouncey, who was the uh, lineman that the that Kendra Green was to replace. You know, and so with that being said, I don't think that that position is short up. You know, Kendra Green was a uh, left guard from majority of his college career. Dodson was a right guard, and and he even said it himself. He had a hard time transitioning from right guard to left guard earlier on in his career. Um, he's had some issues, whether it came with the playbook or it came to his recovery. Uh, the coaching staff hasn't always been pleased with Dotson. In fact, last season, Ray Turner was brought in initially to push Dotson. It wasn't until you know, after the re uh, the retirement of David DeCastro did the Steelers go back to Ray Turner and sign him to replace the right guard, uh, the all-pro David DeCastro. With that being said, I think this battle is going to be a one that is, is being overlooked right now. And I think that given the fact that Dotson went down with another leg injury early this week, there's a possibility he's not going to play and as everybody knows, your best availability or your best ability is availability. And this is going to be Green's opportunity to, to really show what he has. And I think he's going to try, he's going to seize that opportunity. He's a physical guy. He's a tough guy. He's a very confident guy. I, I feel like he's going to go into Acroshore Stadium tonight and and show his his agility and show why he could be the starting left guard. Well, I'm going to take a quick break, guys. Please don't go anywhere. When we get back, we're going to be talking about the biggest changes on the defensive side and what to look for. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. I'll see you on the other side. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And welcome back to the second part of the State of the Steelers podcast, where today we're talking about change. We're anticipating a new era for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And with the second part of the episode, we're going to transition to the defensive side and talk the biggest need of change or the biggest change on the defensive side, in my opinion, thus far. But before we get into that, I want to remind everybody of our family of podcasts on Behind the Steel Curtain. We have so many other podcasts you can go back and listen to once you're done hearing this episode. Um, just to kind of keep you up to date and keep you uh, 
on your way with the Steelers news and, and information. We have shows like uh, Let's Ride by Jeff Hartman, uh, Stat Geek by David Schofield, and Bad Language by Brian Anthony Davis, and so much more. You don't want to miss it. Behind the Steel Curtain is definitely the uh, one-stop shop for Steelers news and coverage. And I want to thank everybody for listening on to me. Now, back to the, uh, the topic at hand. In my opinion, the biggest uh, change or needed change that came in this offseason that I'm anticipating and looking very much forward to seeing tonight is going to be the play of the of the inside middle linebacker position. Both the, uh, you know, in offseason, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, acquired Miles Jack in free agency. A, in my opinion, one of the uh, biggest under radar or not talked about a free agent move. I have no idea why this move isn't talked about more. Miles Jack is an absolute beast of a middle linebacker, and I couldn't be happier that he's now wearing the black and gold. Now, the biggest question is going to be who's going to line up next to Miles Jack. Is it going to be Robert Spillane? Is it going to be Devin Bush? Now, in my opinion, I think that down distance, the uh, opposing team's personnel is going to determine that. I feel that the offenses in general have moved to a quicker, faster offense, which has required more sub-packaging defenses. And in those type of situations, I can anticipate, or we can anticipate that, Devin Bush would probably be the inside linebacker there. However, the Pittsburgh Steelers play in the AFC North. The AFC North is a physical run dominant division. And so I can anticipate Robert Spillane playing in those type of situational games where we're, the Steelers are playing a heavy run defense or heavy run offense. I'm sorry. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are needing a linebacker that's not afraid to put his face in the pile, so to speak. And I think that that guy, when it comes to Devin Bush and Robert Spillane, is Robert Spillane. I'm excited about this this battle. Last year, a lot of uh, Devin Bush took a lot of heat, and rightfully so. His play wasn't to the line or to the standard that is expected of a Pittsburgh Steelers interior middle linebacker. With that said, he was coming off of a serious injury, and there's no excuses now. Now, up to this point in training camp, there hasn't been any news of Devin Bush playing poorly. However, there, at the same token, there hasn't been much news of him having much splash. This will be a good opportunity for him to show the black and gold faithful and quiet the haters and quiet the non-believers of his ability and his return to his pre-injury form. But don't be surprised if, you know, Robert Spillane is making his presence, especially in those early, early downs where runs are going to be anticipated. I feel because of this division of play, when it comes to Robert Spillane and and Devin Bush, I feel that the green dot is going to go to Miles Jack. 
I feel that Miles Jack is going to be the uh, middle linebacker that's going to be an every down player. He's going to be the guy that's on the field majority of the time. And because of that, he's going to be wearing the green dot. You know, there's a lot of questions out there. You know, why not have the green dot go to Minka or go to, you know, TJ Watt or, or somebody else on the defense? And the, when the reason is because of the position of the player uh, on the on the field um, as far as when it comes to calling plays. You know, the middle linebacker can talk to both the defensive backs and front um, defensive line relatively easier than, for instance, if the uh, defensive back was trying to make a player call to the uh, defensive line. That's a bit of a distance to travel and, and can can be difficult in live stadiums with live fans. And so with that being said, the green dot typically goes to the middle linebacker. And given the fact that there will be a division of plays between the Robert Spillane and Devin Bush. It is in my opinion that Miles Jack will be given the green dot. I'm excited to see what he's able to do with that position. I think he's a leader. I think he's um, a very cerebral um, inside linebacker. And I don't think that that having the green dot is too much for him. He's got experience. And one of the biggest things that he also has is Brian Flores in his corner. Brian Flores, in my opinion, is one of probably in the best head coaches in the NFL and being put or having being placed in a position of a uh, positional coach, you know, in charge of the inside linebacker position. Devin Bush and Robert Spillane and Miles Jack, they are all taking they are all benefiting from the fact that um, Brian Flores is coaching them. I think that's going to be huge. You know, last season uh, it was reported you know, early on in, in early October that uh, Jerry O, uh, the uh, defensive uh, linebackers coach, he had a uh, death in the family. His wife had passed away and he took a leave of absence. Well, that leave of absence, in my opinion, you know, played a huge toll in the performance of Devin Bush in the performance of Joe Schobert. Uh, the positional coach is the coach that these players go to to make in-game adjustments. They make, they help out with halftime adjustments, things of that nature. And so this Brian Flores being on the sideline and helping Devin Bush, helping Robert Spillane and Miles Jack is going to, in my opinion, really bring out the best out of that, that position. And I, for one, cannot wait to see that. I'm super excited to see what what Brian Flores is going to bring and and how he's going to bring out the best in the tandem, uh, in the interior uh, linebacker tandem. With that said, you know, this is the first preseason game, so I do not anticipate there being a uh, significant amount of exotic plays or tipping of the hand of any type of game plan that the Steelers are going to be doing. Uh, I anticipate, you know, the first couple of, you know, these preseason games, don't be surprised if Robert Spillane doesn't look the part, so to speak. You know, during preseason games, um, game plan isn't really um, being put out there. Uh, defenses aren't 
or teams in general, offense and defense, aren't really putting the film study against the opposing team. It's more of a uh, a self critique, so to speak, these preseason games and and whatnot. It's not to identify anything against the other team because the opposing team is not going to be showing any tendencies or showing any real game plan or whatnot for the regular season or until the regular season. And so with that being said, it is in my opinion that um, Robert Spillane, because of him not being the athlete that Devin Bush is, is probably not going to look the part. Robert Spillane is a cerebral guy. He's a guy that has to, in my opinion, he does he does well in the film study. He's a um, a guy that is in that eighty percent mental department. And when you're taking that aspect out and going straight to the physical and the physicality portion and the talent and the speed and the uh, attributes, so to speak, Devin Bush is clearly the faster, the better athlete. And in that situation, when you're going, you know, just skill on skill, Devin Bush may look like the better interior linebacker in preseason. It wouldn't be until the regular season until we saw what Robert Spillane will eventually be or truly really be as far as his abilities in the inside linebacker position. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, it's going to it's time to show up and I'm excited to see this. It's a uh, two dog, three dogs, two bones type of situation. And and at this point, it's Devin Bush and Robert Spillane fighting for one of those bones. And I I love it. I love competition. It's only going to bring out the best in these gentlemen. It's going to iron sharpening iron type of situation. And. It's only going to do wonders for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense and bring them back to what I hope is similar to the 2019 Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Well, that's all I got for you guys today. I hope um, I hope you guys like the show. If you have any questions or comments or or uh, subject comments for the show, you can hit me up at Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is at State of Steelers. And if you're also interested in, in any of my uh, daily takes and whatnot, I do a YouTube show. Um, it's uh, You can find me at State of the Steelers on YouTube. And on there, I'll do a daily segment, and we have a weekly live um, where we bring up the current status of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And with that being said, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this one. I look forward to tonight. The first step into real football is finally here. And I can't wait to see how these battles break out and how this season of change plays out. Good luck, Pittsburgh Steelers. Here we go. Let's do this again next week.